Blog Talk Radio. and heaps and halo circus today is going to be musical fun and maybe a bit of musical history this is music friday live catch them in this linen net keep on so i don't forget from Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and we are getting ready for the weekend with two great bands, Halo Circus and Heaps and Heaps. Don't forget, this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so you can call in at 347-215 or 7411 or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I know that because of the time we're on the air, an awful lot of you are at work, and you're sitting there listening to us with your headphones on, and you can so you can email in if you can't make a call. And also, I know a lot of you are listening to us on a podcast. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email questions into our artist, artist and we will forward them on. Okay, we have a a, a black uh, we have a, a surprise visit coming up from uh, Laronda Davis, president of the Black Rock Coalition of Black Musical Artists. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary this month, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a little business here, and then hopefully we'll be able to talk to Laronda. Don't go away; you're listening to Music Friday Live. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Here she is. <laughs> Hi there. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> I, I love it when a guest comes on laughing, you know. That means oh, yeah. really, it's going to be very interesting. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for taking the time to call us. And uh, I, as I know, this is a very busy month for you. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. No, seriously. Well, let's make the best use of your time. And okay. why don't you tell our, our audience about the Black Rock Coalition and what this celebration is all about? Okay. The Black Rock Coalition is a nonprofit art support organization founded in 1985 to uh, kind of rally against the restrictions that were placed upon black artists in how they expressed themselves through their art. Um, there were a lot of, you know, naysayers saying that black people didn't play rock and roll or couldn't or wouldn't listen to rock and roll, and we know from the historical uh, records that that's not true. So we wanted to make sure that we created our own, you know, support for um, for these artists when they may not find it in other places. And, and of course, historically, <laughs> historically, yes. black musicians created rock and roll. Exactly, exactly. So yes, our name is a little bit, you know, for some people they see it as a redundancy to say Black Rock Coalition, but um, it really does kind of signal that it's not always seen by everyone as as the origins of rock being in the black community. And what's the celebration? Well, so the celebration is kind of, you know, we've been around for 30 years. We're a grassroots, member-driven organization. We're all volunteers. And we really just, it, it, it's time. A lot of the people who have been down with us since day one are still down with us. So we wanted to make sure that we kind of celebrated everybody in this, this kind of community spirit that keeps us going. Well, I understand that, that you have multiple events going on and, and, and also in more than one city, too. Is that right? Uh, most of them are in New York, it's true. 
Uh, but we do have what we call a million man mosh, which is where we kind of bring people from the community together to discuss issues of the day. So we're, we're going to have a million man mosh in Baltimore on uh, September 27th from 2 to, 7, 2 to 7 p.m. at a place called the Wind Up Space. And basically it's, we're, we're bringing in some activists from Baltimore, some um, musicians and bands from Baltimore, as well as a band from Brooklyn to kind of bring people together to really talk about what's going on, um, you know, what, what's gun control and police over-aggression and, um, you know, death in Baltimore. So, 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 so you mix a little bit of, of um, current affairs and issues in with music, is that right? That's right. I mean, the Black Rock Coalition has always been somewhat um, politically, not, you know, not literally we're campaigning for anybody, but we're definitely about making sure that the voices of the artists who are associated with us are heard, and many of the things that concern us um, come through the music, and that's what we want to make sure that those voices have a space and that they're not silenced in the kind of pop madness that goes on, and that kind of really nice, everything's Disney and, you know, you can't offend anybody kind of place where nothing happens. You know, so we want to make sure that the artists who are really, you know, calling people to task for what they're doing have a place to do that. And that's what we hope to do with Million Man Mosh and some of the other things that we have going on this month. Well, I also understand that there's a lot of music. My my friend, Militia Vox, who's going to be on Yay. the show uh, uh, later on, I believe this month, is pr- is producing yes. a lot of events for you. So quickly, we got about a minute left. What kind of events okay. and where do people go to find out how they can be involved? Okay, well, you can definitely go to blackrockcoalition.org, and there's all kinds of information. You can also follow us on Facebook, um, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, as far as the other things we've got going on, on Sunday night in New York, we have a listening party, new music. So, yes, Melissa, will, she's helping us run that. Um, she'll have music and videos along with a lot of artists who are local. And uh, I understand you also have a bowl-a-thon tomorrow night. <laughs> we do. Well, it's a Willie Mae Rock Camp for Girls bowl-a-thon, and we have a team in the bowl-a-thon to support because we have a scholarship that we send two girls to camp through them because they're also a great community-based grassroots organization that's about 10 years old, and they're named after you know Willie Mae Thornton, Big Mama. So we support uh, what they do, and so we, we're just kind of working with other grassroots organizations to, to keep the community strong. Okay, well that sounds exciting. I'm sorry I'm I'm out here in uh, heat ravaged Los Angeles. If I was in oh. L- I was in New York, I would be there, but I want everybody listening now on the East Coast to to go to the uh, the Black Rock Coalition website, find out how you can get involved. If you're a bowler, you should, and you're in New York, you should show up at the Bowlathon and uh, yep. this is a, a real wonderful celebration. Thank you so much for calling us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, it. Patrick. I appreciate it too. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we have some many, many, many wonderful things to talk about. Don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net.
The uh, music that you were hearing there was a little bit of the music from, uh, produ- produced by our next guest. Uh, but real quick, I'm going to have to uh, point out to everybody that I am Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Friday Live. And I want to welcome you all from the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates, of course, and also everybody who's listening to us on uh, Blog Talk Radio. If uh, you want to talk to our guest, you can call in, 347-215-7511. If you're sitting there at work, you've got your headphones on, you can't call in, send us an email, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. A lot of people do that. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email questions for our guest. We will forward them on. Let us know if you want to take your email address off so you don't get uh, put on a, a mailing list that you weren't sure you wanted to be on. Well, you know that little piece of music that I was playing there for just a second? That's that's um song by Heaps and Heaps, Berlin, and I could listen to that song all day. This band, based in Venice, California, right near our studios, has perfected melodic cinematic rock in a way no one else has. And it, it's been a long, winding road for them to get into this space of musical nirvana, but they've done it. They've, they have taken a journey that runs through Australia, Utah, California, dozens of clubs and venues, two drummers, and finally, a really keen understanding of their musical sweet spot. Heaps and Heaps is it's sort of a thinking person's rock for the dancer in all of us, all right? That's, a, the, the, that's the best way I, 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 can, I can describe it, but uh, why don't we uh, talk to them and let them tell us about it? I wanted to introduce you all to Zach Moon and Alicia Fidel of Heaps and Heaps. Zach and Alyssa, welcome to Music Friday Live, and Alyssa, correct me if I mispronounced your last name. Uh, hi, Hello. Okay. All right, you're both there. Okay. Yeah, uh, hi, Okay, uh, let's get right to the important stuff. You are wrapping up a debut album live at the Village, and you're recording it at the Village Studios. And for those in our audience who don't follow the details of music production, the Village Studios is a legendary location, which is actually near our studios here on the west side of Los Angeles. It's been the recording home of Fleetwood Mac and the Rolling Stones and B.B. King and Bob Dylan and Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift and all sorts of things. So why don't you guys tell us about the album and also tell us, how did you manage to book a date at the Village Studios? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we basically decided, um, well, I mean, kind of after a lot of our friends and and, uh, fans became a little more it came to more and more shows and more and more shows, and they wanted to hear kind of what we were doing live uh, on a TV. So we kind of decided to find some type of place that we vibed with and um, set up basically a concert in a studio um, in front of an audience and basically do a one-take album. Um, so we'd rehearse the, rehearse the songs we chose and then, yeah, and then basically play them live in front of an audience and record it. And film it. So uh, we, I, I don't know. Lisa found uh, studio somehow. I don't know what, how she really like found the address or whatever. And we went in there and met with the, the studio manager. And we went into Studio D, which was uh, just as soon as we walked in, we knew that we were kind of in a very uh, special musical space. Um, yeah, it was beautiful, and, and we said this is definitely the room we want to be in, and. Uh, it just worked out perfectly. So 
you know, we're very happy with the village and yeah, and kind of the whole process that went along with it. Well, well, con- congratulations! And if I'm not mistaken, uh, that studio you were in is is the big one. It was actually built for Fleetwood Mac, and it it, it holds yes. uh, an audience. And and you managed to cram 85 people in there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a uh, an adventure for sure. Yeah, we were, we were uh, definitely uh, that <laughs> that was probably <laughs> that was probably one of the most sought after invitations in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, now you yeah. self you self produced your earlier EPs, but um, uh, this one is, is different. Um, uh, Alicia, why did you des- de- decide to go into a studio and, and work with the producer? Are you talking with the live album? Yeah. The, from the village, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We still actually haven't we haven't actually worked with a producer yet. So the two last CDs we did, uh, we all self produced those, and then. The live album, we also self-produced as well. Oh, okay. And put a lot of hours of preparation into kind of molding a perfect ten, you know, track album, which we then performed out and then went to the village and then put it together in one in one take. So, well, I am. Uh, that, so I at am the so moment, we, yeah, we. Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So at the moment we're still we still produce our own music and that's something I think we've learned definitely a lot in the last couple of years of uh our instruments and our like direction and sound. But I think in the near future it might be something we'll sort out. Well, I am so looking forward to it. Uh now I understand that the songs that we have that we're gonna play today are not going to be on that album, is that correct? Actually, no, a few of those songs on the EP are actually on the live album. Probably They probably sound a little different on the live album to the recordings. But, yeah, definitely there's probably the majority of the songs on the live album on you, but you'll catch okay. a couple that you know, I think. All right, well, we will uh, we'll see this. Now, in the introduction... I said that uh, I could listen to this song all day long, so I'm going to give our listeners a little taste of why. This is uh, Berlin. I've traveled before With fingerprints and cement Every time I close my eyes You always reappear And I, I wish we could play the whole song, especially later on when when Zach injects such urgency into the song with voice and guitar riffs. So, what is the genesis of that song? What, what put what put it into your mind, and who wrote it? 
Um, yeah, it was, it was basically, uh, Alisa and I kind of, uh, well, how did that one start? Basically, it started with kind of a little jam, um, where we were all kind of, just kind of letting loose on this, on this little riff, which kind of, we were really excited about because it kind of felt like honky-tonk, uh, weird, like, backbeat, but at the same time, it didn't really go to a place that was that honky-tonk vibe, so we really thought that it just felt right, and then Elise and I kind of took it and, um, yeah, it worked out this, like, kind of melodic, uh, verses, and, and we really loved how, you know, the choruses and everything else didn't really feel like a traditional, uh, a traditional sound, you know, sound, but, like, the verse and the chorus kind of, we're kind of going back and forth, and, and it's evolved over time through shows. We have other things that we kind of throw into it to kind of, uh, yeah, to keep it keep it extremely interesting. So I don't know, kind of over time, it's definitely taken on different different shapes, and uh, yeah, we still love playing it though. We play live, probably. Well, I'm, so. I'm gonna want to play uh, a, another song of yours, and actually. Uh, this song, uh, you did a video, and you recorded the video in a parking garage, which is a great acoustical environment. So uh, let's listen to a little bit of China Doll here. She changes her mind like so many times before. My little China Doll, you're cracking and cold Okay, who who was the little China doll? <laughs> um, I mean, so that that song kind of has a uh, a basis in a uh, very close person to me who was recovering from an addiction. Um, personally, that's kind of where I was at with it. And I think the, the beauty for this song is that um, for Elisa and I, sometimes we write songs, and I have a person in mind. And she may have somebody else in mind, um, but we have to kind of find some common ground so that we both believe in what we're saying, what we're singing about, you know. So that's kind of part of the the trick of when you have two people that are singing um, front front, you know, and, and yeah. writing lyrics together is that you have to kind of find some uh, common space. So you're kind of not only writing for yourself, but you're writing for this other person, and and uh, yeah. So it was you, one person you pulled it off. me in particular, and then other. Well, I I noted that 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 the video recording was in a in a parking garage, which is a great acoustical environment. And there's another band, a neighbor band of you actually. We are the West in Santa Monica, that holds a monthly concert in a parking garage just for that oh, reason. And um, and yeah, and and there's also a jazz singer, Irene Diaz, who's got what she calls the Tunnel Series, which is songs in culverts and parking garages and other natural acoustic environment. So I think you're on to something there. Do you, do you plan <laughs> to do any more of those uh, kinds of recordings? Hey, I'm down. Alan? I think you are. <laughs> uh, uh, whose idea was that? Was that yours or was that yours, Alicia? 
Uh, we actually did it for a little uh, competition, a tiny desk competition. So, uh, oh, I... One of the boys in the band uh, actually works in that garage. So he's like, we got to do this, you know, little competition in the garage. So we went and checked it out. And, uh, yeah, when we went in there, obviously it was empty and it sounded awesome. So, so well, it, the bass player's idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly worked yeah, out. Neither of yeah. Now, something else I notice on your songs is the drumming. You, you're, you're, the drumming is very sophisticated, and, and I, will, I, I pay attention because I'm learning to, to play myself. I know there's history there, so I went back and I listened to some of your early songs, and I think I see a difference, but, but why don't you tell us a story of how your present drummer came to be and what you discovered when he came to be? Um, yeah, so... The drummer's history in East and East has been a pretty long and, uh, yeah, complex little twisting storyline. But uh, initially, we, uh, Elisa and I and John, the bass player, kind of started on the first EP in an apartment, and we didn't have a drummer yet. So we, you know, we wrote this whole EP, and then we added drums later. And it's really hard to do that, honestly, because you don't really know what the drums are going to bring to it or what. Whatnot. So then, um, and then we found a drummer, and we had him um, for a little over a year, I believe. Um, he was a good friend of ours, and he had to go his separate ways. And then we got um, Dan Batsit, who um, is a childhood friend of mine, and John's um, from Salt Lake, and he moved down about six months to six to eight months ago. So, um, but he definitely brings this whole other side of things, jazz um, and funk, and kind of you know fusion influences into the band so the obvious things aren't always you know so obvious which which we really love you know taking rhythms and moving them around and not making like the obvious beat to something that wouldn't you know normally okay. have that beat you know. <clears throat> well you released your your first ep that dancing on the moon and then um and then the second uh last year where do folks go to buy copies of your eps or download them Everything's online at the moment on iTunes. You could buy Dancing on the Moon or Like No One's Around. should all be up there to try it. Heat with the letter N in the middle and Heat. Okay. And uh, so, you should be able to find it pretty easy on our Facebook as well. Okay. All right. So so follow them on Facebook. Check them out on iTunes. And remember, it's Heaps in Heaps, not Heaps and Heaps. It's just an N in there. Um, other than mm-hmm. the drummer... And, and uh, I'm, I'm getting um, I'm getting emails here, so why don't I read some of the emails? Okay. Uh, Ronnie in L.A. wants to know, other than the drummer, as you listen to your catalog, sounds like uh, there's a train going by one of you there. Yeah, getting out of that. Yeah, yeah okay. Other, uh, when you listen to your catalog, other than the change in the drummers, what kind of changes do you hear in your music? Um, for ours, right? Like, what kind of change do we hear? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, that's what you mean. Yeah. There's a lot of, really, I, I think, over the course of just us growing as songwriters and uh, and what we find important in our music, we've kind of, uh, you know, definitely gone from maybe a more folky and acoustic uh, driven, driven outfit to trying to find the complexities of, of you know melody, um, and uh, 
and yes, trying to be a little more elaborate with their storytelling, you know, um, and you know, and, and every single day it's changing. You know, we're, we're definitely writing a lot of new music. Last month we've written a lot of new music as well, and even that compared to the last EP um, has, you know, there's definitely similarities, but you know, there there are a lot of other elements that are, we haven't even touched on that we're really getting excited to uh, introduce. You know, Lisa got a new onboard stage piano, um, <laughs> and she's been really getting after definite, like, different sounds. And, uh, you know, we're kind of just experimenting. You know, if you ever get really complacent with making music, it's kind of becomes a very stale process, so you kind of have to find new ways oh. to be inspired and new things to say, you know. Oh, well, uh, Alyssa, yeah. that that's an that's an interesting subject he brought up. You you got a new toy when you get a new toy like that. What do you do? Right. <laughs> so what do you do? Do you sit down and start writing new songs for it? Yeah, I guess. Well, it's a Nord stage piano, so I guess I can find a lot of sounds out of that that synthesizes, and you can kind of, uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I guess I've had it for probably about six months now. So the whole new CD that we're making right now, I've introduced this piano. And it's definitely uh, molding like a new shape, I think, for me personally anyway. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. We have a lot of people who have uh, emailed in. They want to know where they can see you live. We've got Sanchez in Ventura and Mohattan, New York City, and Crystal in Hollywood. So I know you're going to cool. be at Harvel's. Monday night. Do you have Monday a whole... night in Havel in Hollywood next Wednesday night in Davy Wayne's. Okay. And uh, we're Are actually you... touring for the first time on the East Coast in November. So definitely keep an eye out for us. We'll be coming to New York the early New York City in November November fourth at uh, Rockwood Music Hall. So okay. Wow, be, that's gonna be your New York fan, we will be there in early November. Yeah. That's going to be fun. So everybody should go uh, check yeah. out your tours on your Facebook page. We're going to play another another one of your songs, and uh, this is uh, called. Did you work on that, or did it just sort of come naturally? Um, that one came quite naturally when I think about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of one of those songs where you, yeah, you start like talk, you start writing the song, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're speaking to the audience, you know, and 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 then it becomes a little bit funnier because it makes so much sense when people are in front of you, and it makes a lot less sense when you're by yourself, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, all right. All right. Well, we are we are just about out of time, and unfortunately, um I did want to talk about the earthquake that you went through, but uh, maybe that the next time we we have you on there, you know, and and uh Alyssa, welcome to California, you know, Southern California, you can't do that without going through at least one earthquake. Um we'll shape. I I want to make sure that our listeners have um have good idea of where to go to get your music so the best place is itunes and look for you under heaps and heaps is that correct it yeah yes. to buy it for sure and then we also just set up a, a new web page which is heapsandheaps.com uh we have the tours on there we have the music on there we're gonna be uploading uh some of those village videos on there very shortly as well so um probably okay. the, the best place to see the newest stuff will probably be the website heapsandheaps.com Okay. Yeah, family of Facebook and all the other stuff as well. So. Uh, all over social media. Well, I want to thank you very much. Uh, this has been uh, a delight. I love your music. I will see you Monday night live at Harville's. I want all of my listeners in Southern California to be there. It's a small place, so let, let's pack it, okay? And once again, thank you very much. follow them on Facebook and uh, follow them on Twitter and follow them on Instagram. Well, we have to take a break right now, and uh, when we come back, Halo Circus is going to join us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. We're back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and we would like to hear from you. Don't forget, you can call in 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. I know a lot of people are emailing us, so uh, just go right ahead and email us, and we will read your email on the air. Well, first, I want to tell you about our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Uh, Solar power, as you know, is a huge win-win solution for homeowners, but because a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront cost, they don't. With SolarCity, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. SolarCity will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. All you do is pay for the power you use, just like from the utility company, except, of course, you use a lot less of it because the sun's making it for you. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't quite been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. You've seen those little green trucks in your neighborhood, I'm sure. How do you find out? How do you get solar for your house? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number, and you knew that, so you've got your pencil ready. 909-618-6937, 909-618-6937. Tell them I sent you, Music Friday sent you, Patrick sent you, and you will get a discount on your order. 909-618-6937. Well, it's kind of hard to introduce our next band. Um, 
Halo Circus does something that is kind of out of genre. It's rock, but it's more than rock. It's alt, but it's more than alt. It, it's mysterious. It's hypnotic. It's definitely habit-forming. Um, its co-founder and lead singer, uh, Alison Arateta, is a force of nature. And she and uh, producer-artist uh, Matthew Hager have assembled a stellar group of musicians who take their time to perfect every note and every word and every feeling. Now, when I first saw them at a showcase club in Hollywood, I, I was just knocked out. I, I just sort of swiveled my head around and said, who is that band? And I had to, to bring them to you, and here they are, Matthew Hager and Brian Stedman. And hopefully Allison's going to join us later. Welcome to Music, Music Friday Live. Thank Thanks, you. Patrick. And Thanks, did, Patrick. Did, I, did, did I mangle um, Allison's last name? Well, there are multiple ways that it's pronounced. So the, the correct uh, pronunciation is Iraeta, um, but in America, Irahita is fine. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't. All right. I didn't have a chance to talk with her before the show and, and, and to, uh, to get the uh, correct pronunciation. So when she comes on, um, she has to correct me. She can. Now, you've got an album in the works. Um, it, it's your debut album. What can you tell us about it? And also, why you guys waited so long to produce an album? <laughs> um, well, that, that's a very good question. And, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a few years now. And um, I think uh, our, our fans have been asking the same question. Um, you know, there, we, we recorded the album originally a few years ago. Um, but... What what seems to be happening right now with bands is, is is the way you record an album is you 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 have a home studio you work on a bunch of pre production and then you go into a a real studio and you record some drums and do some overdubs and and that's the album and um, that's originally kind of how we started it but when we when we were um, playing live a lot well we are playing live a lot. But as we started to play live and we started to interact with the audience more and really kind of find a connection between the music and the audience and learn how to play it for people, um, it kind of changed all of our perspectives on, on what the songs should sound like. So what, what I wanted to do was bring the whole band into a studio like we used to do it um, for like six weeks and have a lockout and just have the drums always set up and the bass always set up and everything's there so we can we can record it live as a unit um and i think that that's made a big difference i think the sounds become a lot more aggressive um you know we incorporate uh you know different instrumentation we just got we just had the opportunity to kind of expand what we were already doing and discovering you know how it connects to audiences um i think that's that's big, the biggest uh, pushback for the date is that we actually re-recorded it. Well, you know, I, it, it's funny to hear you say that because the the band I was talking to before um, you were here, uh, Heaps and Heaps, they went over to the Village Studios in Santa Monica and they went into that big room there and they packed 85 people into the room and did a one-take live recording. So maybe wow. you guys are on to something here. Wow. You know? <laughs> All right. Um, now, You've you've built, and if you want to hear them, they're going to be at Harvell's uh, Monday night. You have built a reputation and a following largely from your live shows. Do, do I understand that you kind of get 
that energy and that creativity, creativity from touring, from, from being in front of a live audience, is that what really fuels you? I think so. Um, and just the, I think the chemistry between the four of us, um, just playing together and feeding off of that energy, uh, it really kind of drives the band, I think. Um, you know, I, I think everyone in the, in the band is just incredibly talented and, uh, it's inspiring for me as a guitar player to get in the room and jam with everybody. Okay. All right. So you get energy from a lot of different things. Um, but you know, when I saw you, um, the, the, the flow back and forth between, uh, you and the, the audience was, uh, what was quite remarkable. I, I, and of course, I was part of that too. So I got energy from you. <laughs> well, um, your your music has always, at least the music I've been listening to, has had a, a strong sense of urgency about it. You create a mood right from the get go, and, and this song right here is a really good example. Let's listen to a little bit. Do you believe in Every every time I, I I listen to that, and that's why I played a, a, a long cut because I wanted to get that that bridge there. That was wonderful. Now I know this is a cover of Duran Duran song, but and this is no slight to Duran Duran. Uh, I think you put more meaning and more guts into that. Uh, you, your take on, on it is a great piece of musical craftsmanship. I just say that right off the bat, and I think uh, uh, your drummer. Is is still harmonic, right? And that mm. is so good. Um, and yeah. who's your drummer again? Veronica, Veronica Bellina. Veron- yeah, there right. Uh, she's 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 magnificent. Now I know you recorded that for an Amnesty International album. Um, uh, is that correct? That you you did that as a, a tribute to Duran Duran on a fundraising album for Amnesty International. Yeah, it was actually it's called um um uh, making patterns rhyme and uh it was a Duran Duran tribute album with a lot of great people on it, Moby's on it, uh War Paints on it. Um we were really happy and 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 lucky to be involved. I think it was a great project and all of the profits go to Amnesty International. So we we're pretty happy about that. Well, 
I noticed that you know, speaking of, of contributing uh, to charity to a charity album, um, Halo Circus has also played at the Oneness Charity Benefit uh, for Youth. You have voiced um, support for various uh, causes. Your your own Twitter site, uh, Matthew says, uh, I think people should feed the poor, heal the sick, and pay for music. Would I be correct in thinking that for you, at least, and maybe for both of you, that, that music with a purpose is very important to the band? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's really all we're in it for. You know, it's uh, when when we, when Allison and I uh, kind of started the project, I first met her, um, she came to my studio to do some vocal work, and I was absolutely blown away by her voice. I'd heard about her. I didn't really watch Idol. Um, but I'd heard about her, and I heard really great things about her, and I heard she was a great, quote-unquote, rock singer. And um, when I heard her sing in person, I, I, uh, I, heard, I heard the rock, but I also heard a, a lot of other influences from Ranchera, to soul, to, um, uh, to 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 really, <laughs> it was kind of endless. So um, I suggested that we write together, and we started writing a little bit together. And what I discovered was her range was insane. Um, you know, I've been doing music professionally for a long time, and to find out that even though at a very young age, so so had she. You know, she had been making a living in music since she was like six or seven years old and she was a, wow. a, a, a yeah she was a favorite in her neighborhood you know she grew up in south central los angeles um which is a pretty rough neighborhood and and she she was just that girl who sang at store openings and and uh ended up you know joining a few bands making some money getting great exposure and and you know she went on to do a, a few tv shows and did really well on them and that's kind of what I heard was this sort of roundness to her perspective that I I haven't heard from someone in a very very long time. So for me as a as a producer as an artist I just I wanted to kind of let that let the floodgates open and and hear the perspective from someone who grew up in South Central Los Angeles, someone whose native her, her original language is Spanish. Um, and someone who could kind of speak on their idealism. And that was the spark of Halo Circus. Um, and we wanted to do, you know, we wanted to write about different topics and different themes. And with a voice like hers and a range like hers, it was also really important to start experimenting with different sounds and different genres. And I, I love how you introduced uh, the band because um, we are we are a bilingual alternative rock band, but for us, alternative rock was kind of taken from this thing from the '90s where where people were doing, you know, uh, ballads with string arrangements. You know, I worked with Scott Weiland, who's the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots, on a f- few records, and you know, they, it wasn't just the loud button. You know, there there was a lot more. There was a lot of depth um, to it, and that you know. That's our aspiration. Um, you mentioned the Duran cover. You know, that was really uh, that. That was really we we got very connected to the lyrics of "Do You Believe in Shame," and we tried to make a tribute 
um, to those lyrics. And also, as a bass player, I, I kind of wanted to center the song around it, uh, around bass as kind of a tribute to John. Yeah. And then whatever whatever else we changed in that song, and, and you know, that I think it just reflects the four of us, you know. It it just got a little louder. It got a little bit more aggressive, and it, it little, was sort little of little night and day. Brian, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was it was it was sort of filtering that beautiful song through um, our experiences. And and you did it um, marvelously. As well. I I think that's the the best way to put it. It's just marvelous the way you've did you've you've done that. We have a lot of emails here, but um, let me just remind people that we are talking with members of the band Halo Circus about their upcoming gig, which we haven't talked about yet, but we will, and their long-awaited debut album. You can talk with them. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us like a lot of you are. Boy, I'm getting emails here. A lot of you are emailing us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's go to some of these emails here. Crystal in Tampa says, Put us on your tour list. At least get close to, to us in Miami. I don't know. Are you planning on going to Florida? <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're planning you. on it. We have nothing on the books yet. Okay. Well, uh, Crystal, watch their Facebook page. And actually, uh, this would be a good time to tell people, how do they keep in touch with you? How do they track you? Facebook is probably the best uh, bet. You know, Instagram, we're also on there a lot. Um, we don't really have a main website. That's kind of uh, the Facebook page is what we use to reach out to our fans and keep everyone updated. Mm-hmm. So I would send send people there, check out Facebook. Yeah, and, you know, just Halo Halo Circus. Okay, all right, Facebook and uh, we're, and uh, there's they, you can't really buy your music now, can you? Uh, you can. You can buy Do You Believe in Shame, which is available in record stores and uh, online. And then we released kind of a teaser EP a couple of years ago called Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's available on all the digital outlets. Oh, and by okay. the way, uh, my dad was from Tampa, so I, I really love Tampa. and We do plan on going there. And uh, there are some great venues out there. Okay, well, we are actually rebroadcast on a, on a station in Tampa, so uh, that's where people are getting the information. Um Buzz in San Francisco, <laughs> another request. You should come up here. Your music would be great at the Ameri- at the Great American Music Hall or at Slim. Mm. So keep that in mind. The Great American Music Hall would really be fabulous for you guys. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay, all right. It's a very large uh, venue. It's kind of like the Wiltern. Um, Ramkin in nice. Oakland. Rapkin in Oakland wants to know, how did all four of you meet? Well, okay. Well, you kind of heard Matthew talking about um, how he met up with Allison. Right. Um, so that was kind of the, the genesis of Halo Circus was the two of them kind of meeting and deciding she wanted to pursue more of a band outlet as opposed to, like, as a solo singer. So, um they had an original band. They had a different guitar player and a different drummer originally. Um, I don't know. How did you guys come across Veronica? <laughs> uh, we it? actually held auditions. Okay. That, that okay. was the, the one thing we actually auditioned. I mean, you know, a drummer is the backbone of the uh, of of a, any band, and 
we wanted someone incredible, so we we held auditions, and and Veronica actually came over to uh, the house before uh, a, a couple of days before the audition because she just wanted to introduce herself herself to us, um, which I thought was really amazing. And then uh, when we started playing together, it just felt like home. I, there's there's not a bigger Veronica Bellino fan out there than me. I don't know what about me though. <laughs> and and I'm right up there too. And you know, it's kind of interesting. You're seeing a lot more women uh, on the on the drum kit now, uh, and and it's good. And all of and the ones I know, like Elizabeth Goodfellow with We Are the West, they they really know how, what they, they they're doing. And and um and she is just like I said, she's practically Philharmonic. Well, you mentioned Gone, yeah. and uh, I think that we should uh, let our uh, audience know a little bit about what you're talking about because this is a great mood setting piece of music here it comes I find myself looking at someone I don't know I find her reflection until I let go she tells me to feed up the poison I'm so keep falling and falling get you And uh, at, for me, that that's not gone. That's very present uh, right here. Uh, uh, but one thing about about uh, your music and that, and particularly in that piece, uh, as a cajon player, the sort of a, or sort of a cajon player, the pace of that would be hard for me to stick to. Uh, I would want to speed up, but Ver- Veronica keeps it right on the metronome. And, and that allows the song to unfurl rather than being rushed. Did that song require a few takes to get it just right? Uh, absolutely. You know, the, 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 there is, that's funny you mentioned that, there is kind of a funny thing about our music where it's just, even the fast songs, they're just, a, as a musician, they're, they're a little slower than you'd expect. So there's there's always this kind of tension um, which I really like. I think it, it, it sort of builds a mood for people. I think it's easier to wrap your head around lyrics when things are a little more patient. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, and I, I find that as a very uh, very positive part of music and one I, I, I really uh, enjoy, that you are patient. You do allow people to kind of grit in, to, to get into your groove. We've uh, let's see. Do we have we have some more questions coming in here? Um, this one is from Melanie in Portland, and Melanie wants to know if if uh, you Matthew still are involved with Duran uh, Duran, and uh, does the band ever collab- collaborate with Duran Duran, who I note just mm. released a new album. 
Yeah, they did today. Actually, they they released a great album, which I wasn't a part of, um, but uh, I've I, I've been listening to it actually for uh, a little while. Um, it's great. I worked with Duran Duran kind of over the years. I, I produced a couple John Taylor records, and I've worked on their songs um, here and there. You know, John and I became really uh, good friends after working with each other. So even though I'm 100% focused on Halo Circus right now, they're they're one of the few uh, bands or people that anytime they need anything, I'm I'm good to go. I think they're extraordinary. I think Simon is a um, a uh, underrated lyricist. I think he's incredible, and I think the whole band just you know, 35 years and counting. There's that's, <laughs> that's all the proof you need. And and they still putting them out. And the new the new album is Paper Gods, I believe. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, didn't I see John Taylor at the Hotel Cafe with you? Uh, he he does come to show some of the shows. I think if uh, he, yeah, he might have been there. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I think I, I think so. Uh, yeah. We've got uh, a, a lot of people want to know about your tour. So so what what gigs do you have on the schedule and what might you have on the schedule? You got one at the Viper Room tomorrow night, right? Yeah, yeah we have uh, one at the Viper Room. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> yeah, Brian. tomorrow tomorrow ahead, night Brian. we'll be at the uh, yeah tomorrow night Viper Room. Uh, we go on at eleven. It's going to be a good show. It's actually uh, the first Halo Circus show at the Viper Room, so we're excited for that one. Um, yes. So yeah, everyone in LA come out to it, and then um, we've got another one in October, but we haven't officially announced that one yet. Okay. Now. <laughs> now. You've kind of you've built your audience on live performances, uh, but you're now. It, it sounds like you're kind of pushing, holding back on live performances while you focus on the album. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, right now we're kind of just letting the business people do what they do, and that requires you know our patience and all that stuff. I mean, the album's done. Um, we we love playing live. Uh, you know, we've had tremendous opportunities over the last few years to play a whole bunch of clubs. Um, you know, we've had some opening slots with bigger acts, and we've played some big venues and some small venues, and uh, it's been really great. And right now, we're just, uh, you know, we're looking, letting the business people uh, do what's best for the album and organize a tour and uh, to go along with it. So there's there's a lot you can expect from us um, starting next year. But in in the meantime, we actually have a, a music video. Really, uh, I'm very proud of it. A music video for Do You Believe in Shame that's going to be coming out um, pretty soon. So there will be stuff happening throughout this year. Um, we will mainly be focused on kind of staying in Southern California and playing shows. Um, but the the goal is getting the album out there in the best way possible and and making sure that we uh, tour in the best way possible. You know, starting out, this is a new band, even though, uh, you know, we have a, a famous lead singer and we've all worked a lot in, in music. Uh, it's a new band. It's starting a new band. You have to earn followers one by one, you know. It's yep. something we found out very early. If we weren't playing in front of people, if we weren't knocking their socks off, they're not going to follow us. They're not going to buy anything, you know. 
Well, well you're knocking the socks off, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, you're knocking. You can knock socks off in two languages. So let's play a little bit of one of your your, your Spanish language songs. That's uh, Yo Me Voy, and uh, that's one of the Spanish uh, language songs that uh, you can sing in. Is Allison there yet? Yes, she sure yes. is. Yay, yay, Allison. <laughs> hi. Okay. Uh, hi, we have so many questions for you. We're going to have to have you on separately at a, at a, at a different time, but, but really quickly, uh, because we've only got two, three minutes left, uh, oh. do, you, do you have a Latino fan base at all? A Latino fan base. I do, um, and they're awesome. Um, before Idol, I did this show called Quinceañera that was on right. Telemundo, and uh-huh. I lived in Mexico for three months and um, just gained an awesome following out there. Um, I won the show. It was a um, fun experience. I was 14, and um, we seem to be having a lot of those same followers come and check us out on like our Facebook pages and our videos and you know telling embarrassing stories about me when they saw me when I was 14 and all that good stuff so yeah, let's let's, let's uh, invite them all awesome. to, to to come see you at the Viper Room uh tomorrow night yes. and and I've got a, a lot of questions just for you here and uh, is it possible <laughs> that we could ever have you back on the air I could, yeah, we could definitely schedule a, another time for me to come back, of course. Okay, all right, because there's so many people who, who want to talk to you, and then I want to talk to you, too. So, but oh, unfortunately, yay. We, we are out of time, and, and I want to say uh, congratulations on creating some of the best music out there. And oh, I also want to you. say thank you for taking time away from your music to talk with us. We're really honored to have you, you all three of you on the air with us today. Thank you so much. Wow, well, thank, you. thank you so much. I'm glad I was able... Hey, Brian! I was glad, <laughs> um, I was able to come and say hi. Um, thank you. Excited right. about the show tomorrow. Hey. All right. Um, Allison, Matthew, and Brian of Halo Circus. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and especially on Instagram, because there's all sorts of fun things on Instagram there. And if you're in Southern California, you should go tomorrow night and see them at the Viper Room. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Check out the website. There's uh, reviews on the website and, the, and a blog and various interesting things. Vote. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleman. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday, and that's where you can also listen to us on uh, as, a, as a podcast. Be here next Friday 
Our guest will be the keyboard wizard, Bob Malone, and we're going to have a special surprise guest from the music industry who's going to give you a little behind-the-scenes look at how bands actually get booked and labeled. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guest. And now here's a little bit more of Yomi Loy. Hi. Matt? <laughs> 